What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. everyone, welcome to another edition of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and it's Sunday, it's April 25th, and it was another exciting episode of Fear the Walking Dead. It was episode 610, Handle with Care, and I thought this episode was phenomenal. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm biased. I like the show, but uh, I think it's it's an episode that's really setting up what's coming in the back half of the story. Uh, tensions at an all-time high, and there's a lot of mistrust between all of the the different groups, and everything's kind of coming to a head, and it's probably the worst time for that to happen because there's this unknown threat out there, and now they're, they're no more together than they were before, and um, I think it's really going to lead to whatever happens with this group, the graffiti people, uh, you know, the ones who were spray painting the submarine with the end as the beginning. Everybody's saying that they're a huge threat and it's just a matter of figuring out what they're what they're after and who they are and what they want. And, you know, as we've known, you know, across the Walking Dead universe, anytime the group is separated or not working together, that's when they're at their weakest. So it's really interesting that this is where the that story really starts to pick up and um it was an episode that really centered on Ruben Blades and Daniel Salazar and his kind of his state of mind at this point. Um, it's really funny when you think about when you think about poor Daniel because he has gotten knocked in the head more times than I can even count, honestly. And and especially in season six. I mean, end of season five, heading into season six in season six, he's been, he's been knocked in the head a lot. And on the one hand, it helped him to play up the whole amnesia and, you know, memory loss game that he was playing, that he was, you know, he was trying to use to manipulate uh, information and, and to get information from Virginia's people. On the other hand, though, I think it's probably had some lasting psychological effects. And, you know, and that's what June's kind of trying to sort through in this episode is, you know, what, is going on is it you know she she runs through some of these tests and if you've if you've ever had a family member dealing with memory issues or um, you know, like Alzheimer's or dementia those are the tests that that you know the medical professionals would do they would ask you to remember words that you can refer back to them at the end of the conversation and you know really try to get to the point and and what June kind of comes up with is that this is a lot more uh it's something that's going on within him. It's not something that's caused by a neurological condition. And that's where it becomes really tricky because he's someone who has access to a lot of information, a lot of weaponry. I mean, the weapons went missing and, and all hell started to break loose. And, and, you know, he inadvertently put Charlie and Grace in danger by trying to send them to safety, except the safe place was actually a dangerous place. So, you know, it's, it's a really, it's a really hard, 
hard episode to watch, but it really sets up the story. And I know, you know, I kind of saw some people on social media saying, well, you know, it wasn't as good as the first two, but you know, let's, let's kind of remember here that the first two episodes of the second half of the season, one was supposed to be the mid-season finale and the other one was the mid-season premiere. So yeah, those episodes are going to be a lot different in terms of their tone, their pacing, um, you know, the level of action. And now we're really getting into the story. But to be fair, this episode had all of those things. This, this episode had, you know, it had the walkers, it had drama, it had tension, it had emotion, it had a monumental joyous moment when Skidmark was finally returned to Daniel. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I was really excited to see Skidmark and I hope we see more of Skidmark. But, you know, this episode really set up a lot and now I'm really curious to see where it's all going to go. Um, if you've been following along the podcast this week, you know that last weekend we had uh, the showrunners, Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg, and um, uh, Colby Minifee were on the podcast. And then uh, early in the week, we had an exclusive interview with Jenna Elfman. And then later in the, the week, we had an exclusive interview with Denai Garcia. And in that interview, we teased that she would be back on the podcast on Sunday to kind of talk about the episode. So we're going to jump into that. I also have a, an exclusive interview that I did with Ruben Blattis about his performance, and I'm really excited about it because we really kind of get into like this whole journey that Daniel's been on from the very beginning and how this story, it really is the culmination of where he's been since, you know, even dating back before the show started, you know, his, his early roots as a soldier and an intelligence officer and the stuff that he had to do. And, and you really see that, uh, you know, it really comes through as he's trying to sort through, you know, these things that are going on in his head and, and hearing Ruben talk about these things is, is really fascinating and, and the way he approached it and the, the you know, his perspective. So I'm really excited about both of those interviews. So we're going to jump into those because it's, there's a lot and, and, you know, let's face it. I think you'd rather hear the interviews than hear me wax poetic about the episode, but um, you know, just know that, that, that we're really excited that we're able to bring you these interviews and we're going to keep bringing them throughout the rest of the season. And, you know, obviously with walking dead and world beyond and all of that. So if ever there was a reason to subscribe to the podcast, if you're not subscribing yet, just keep in mind that we're, we're constantly getting interviews. So we want to make sure that, that we're passing that along. Um, I also, you know, today's Sunday, uh, yesterday morning, Saturday morning, I was on a round table, table interview with Greg Nicotero and it was only supposed to be about 25 minutes. We ended up going like an hour and a half. And, um, he was talking about the season upcoming season finale of creep show season two. And, um, the writer of that episode, Dana Gould was there and it was one of the coolest conversations I've ever heard. And there, there were little, you know, little things about walking dead in there and, and, you know, lots of, of really cool little tidbits. So, um, as soon as they give us the, the transcript from that, then I will pass some of that along to you because it was, it wasn't walking dead specifically, but it's kind of walking dead adjacent. And Greg Nicotero is one of the coolest people you will ever speak to. So, um, it was really cool to spend a Saturday morning listening to him talk about things that he loves. So we're going to jump into that interview though with, uh, with Denai Garcia and hopefully, you know, I want to make sure I give a shout out to Denai and her podcast. She just had a, an episode come out yesterday, uh, Friday and it features Garrett Dillahunt 
And, uh, you know, as Denai says in the podcast that she did with us when she came on and was my guest, she was talking about how they actually filmed this, this interview months and months ago, but, um, you know, she kind of got the sense that there was, there were a little bit of, there were some hints that, you know, maybe something was going to happen to John Dory. So she held it back and I think it kind of played really well that she did that. So, um, you know, hopefully you've had a chance to listen to it and subscribe to her podcast because she is doing such wonderful things and it's so cool to see. And, uh, and yeah, and if you're, if you are here tonight, uh, Sunday night, make sure you check out all of the stuff that Coleman Domingo's doing over at the Oscars. He's doing some really cool post Oscars coverage and, you know, we're hoping you know, our fingers are crossed for Steven Yoon to one to win uh, best actor. And uh, I know Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is Coleman's movie. Um, it's been cleaning up with the awards and, and all across all of the categories. So really, really hoping that uh, that we see some really cool, really cool results at the Oscars. It's not often that we get to see a lot of Walking Dead people at the Oscars. And this year, it seems like they're they're really making a splash. So it's really exciting. And um the last thing before I jump into the interview, I want to say, uh, I want to wish Jeffrey Dean Morgan a happy birthday. His birthday was a couple days ago, and um, he's been posting pictures on social media of his fantastic car. And uh, I have to say, it's almost like he's trying to, to manifest himself into the Flashpoint movie because he's, it looks like a Batmobile, honestly. And I think I still think it would be fantastic to have Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne as Flashpoint Batman. He played Thomas Wayne in Batman already, but uh, having him as, as a Batman, oh my God, be so cool. So anyway, let's uh, let's jump into these interviews. I'm going to start with Denai, and um, she's going to talk about, we're going to kind of get into the episode, she's going to give us some insight that we weren't able to talk about the other day. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Janai Garcia, and I'll see you on the other side. What would you like to say about 610 that I can, I'm going to put this on after the episode airs, so it's entirely safe. We're not going to yeah. spoil anything. I've, I've been seeing feedback. People are really enjoying this episode because it's so different, and it's it's such a powerful episode because it has everything in it, but it's, oh my God, Ruben is in amazing but having the group together is also so amazing yes you know it was it was uh, really nice to 16 to reunite with with our characters it's really really nice and 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 it's a it's an episode that has a lot of mystery to it which is very very strange in our world we usually know kind of who the villain is but this time is really crawling around the walls and we can't see it. We don't know where it comes from. So it's a little bit of an investigation ID. And, and the fact that the one is in charge is Ruben, which is like uh, Salazar, which is like an ex, you know, military from, you know, uh, Central America, like he had a past. And, and so he's the perfect person to investigate. And the fact that he's not sure, the fact that he's like, not on, on top of his game when we need him the most. It's one of the most beautiful um, performances I've seen. It's, it's like a man that is so capable, but, but not today, you know? And, and in the apocalypse, um, we need to be on top of our game. We have to, otherwise 
we can die. Like it's it, the stakes are really, really, really high. And 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 how he handled it as a, as as an actor, the you know his uncertainty and his and his journey that we don't understand at the beginning and how he ends is is very crippling. It, it just makes you like oh, oh no wow he's really trying all this time he's just definitely and and we just don't know and it's funny when you don't know and when you're not sure I think when you're not sure it's painful even more painful especially when you're trying to protect the people you love exactly exactly you know like it's it's like you don't want to ever be there (laughs) you don't want to ever be not sure (laughs) and it's so hard because you're you're all coming out of this place at this point where everybody, you know, I think, I think it's, it's Coleman who says, you know, everybody's lied to each other that nobody hasn't had to do something, but when it comes to Salazar, he's, he's, it's twofold because on the one hand, you know, he'd been lying to everybody about his past. I mean, Ophelia, like the whole, his whole past had been a secret. And then he had the breakdown when he lost his wife and he set fire to, uh, Uh, Abigail's you know ranch like he he had this moment so he's been through all of that and then in 602 when um, Alicia and 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 Strand realize that he's there and that he's lost his memory they don't know if it's real or not but then I mean (laughs) he's still convinced so the whole time I mean this is like a, a recurring theme with him like I mean but now you realize it, 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 I, I, it's like every time we talk, it seems like Luciana is always covered in dirt and grime, but it seems like poor, poor Ruben is always getting hit in the head. And so it's like, it's, he's been hit in the head so many times. You have no idea. You know, when we have a cold time, when we have a cold time, Ruben is like usually girls with long hairs, right? But they have to really make it apocalyptic. Like we have to put dirt. And so we take naturally a long time. So Ruben gets cold for makeup and hair like us at four in the morning because he has so many wounds to do like one here one there one there like he got shot here by strand like I was like Ruben he's like tonight I feel like I am how he he has a name for it (laughs) I can't remember the name right now but it's like somebody that's being patched up you know and 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 when he burned his hand I mean I he's like I just don't know this man is being through hell and back and 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 he, what's weird is that anything you give to Ruben, he just makes it work with such an intelligence. Like he's so, he's such a smart actor, uh, a smart actor with his choices. And the fact that he, that they're putting him a task in which, is he forgetful or is he faking it? Like, because in episode two, you know, he knows who Morgan was, was with the whistle. Mm-hmm. right Morgan I knew it was you like and, and but he forgot everything else before so I it, it's it's a very smart but it's very easy for an actor to play that very predictable mm-hmm. but the way that Ruben is playing this man is it's just giving him layers and layers of mystery to this guy because as a character he's capable of so much you know and obviously working with Ruben and Coleman 
Oh my God, because they go really way back. They are the real OGs, right? Originals yeah. from like season one. It's like that relationship also between Strand and, and, and Salazar, it's such a love and hate relationship. They love each other, but they just hate each other. <laughs> and now this whole, uh, you know, the whole forgetting thing is like so hilarious. Like I, I love when Coleman starts speaking in Spanish to him to be like, like Salazar, yeah. <laughs> <No> te <acuerdas? laughs> you know, it's like, don't you remember us? <laughs> like, I don't remember cutting like Virginia's hair, <laughs> but it's, um, it's, 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 he's, it's, it's a be beautiful, brilliant, um, episode. It's very well performed. And, and I was just so lucky to be part of that, you know, that, 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 that group and, 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 and seeing that relationship born, you know, that relationship between Luciana and him and how he starts listening. And, and it's just wonderful. It's, it's, um, I feel like I'm living a very special time in my life as, a, as an artist, uh, because every season is different. Mm -hmm. Every season is completely different. Don't you feel that too, since you are like following us from the beginning? Yeah, like, no, it, and that's what makes it fun is that it, it is, it is totally different. And now you see, I mean, talk about seeds being planted. I mean, everything yeah. that's happened from the past five seasons are now taking root. You know, they've, they've totally. taken, and now you're seeing all of these things come out. And, and, and that's, what's so neat about having everybody together again in this episode. I mean, if you were together in 609, but now yeah. everybody gets a chance to kind of say what they're doing, where they've been. And you can see the, you know, you can see Sarah's development and and how she and, and and June are are now working together and then Luciana saying you know this threat was bigger than you realize and you yeah. have you know trying to bring that to the table and everybody has their you know seeing seeing Colby as Wes you know yeah. finally getting to see you know getting to see more of all of these characters Alexa I mean she's just grown up before our eyes but even she's you know they she's part of the the so crazy yeah everybody and knowing yeah. how people love each other it's it's fun that you're not all it's not all happy everything's good it's it's there's a lot of tension there and that's so much fun to see too yeah and, and it's hard to keep that tension up because we really like each other every time that we I mean every time they say cut we just something happens we just start laughing it's it's just so much fun and what a refreshing what a refreshing way to to work in this in this pandemic you know that we have so much ppe you know like the mask the shield the the, the, the social distance like that that connection you know to be there for each other what it what a lovely way to start work with that episode that yes we're dealing with tension but you know we are like hanging out together we are in our waiting room together we catching up with each other we're checking on each other to see how we're doing and 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 you know coming back to work how grateful we are that we're back and 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 loving the journey too you know loving what we're telling the stories that we're telling it's important to love it because that's how that's how your soul is you know you're invested in it and 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 that's one thing we fear is like we all have this necessity to tell this story we have it it's it's I don't know. I, I think I think that 
in years down the line, I would look back and I would be like, oh, I know why I had to do it. I know right now I am present into like, I have to tell it, but later I'm going to find out why, right? right? It's weird how sometimes like, like Luciana for me has been a woman that, you know, she has failed so many times, right? People, people all, it's really, this is really interesting. People always tell me she's so strong. She's so strong. But in reality, she has failed so many times with her, her colonia. But what makes, what makes her strong is how she put herself back together. So what people resonate is how she put herself back together, not with the failing part. Right. So no with the, the no when she failed. Like like she she really messed up before, but she she's such a a woman that that put herself back together. And that's how people gravitate. Like she's strong because she did that. But her mistakes are huge, right? right. And, and and later, later um, I'm playing her, I'm finding that strength over and over again, justifying that as an actor, and also justifying my mistakes too, like as, as a character um has been a journey too like I I you know when the whole tank town exploded I remember it was one of the hardest episodes I've ever shot in my life not just because of the 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 heat or the cold or the wet because I've been in water I've been you know we've been poured down done it all (laughs) I've done it all I, I you know and and but it was just because we were below zero uh the amount of people that were like into that scene and and what I had to deliver um was uh pretty it was a lot to all day shooting that was pretty intense and and actually that was my last episode before the seven months lockdown so I went from that extreme to like go home (laughs) so it was it was one of those extremes too and and but it teaches you something it teaches you that life you have to deal with whatever you've got you can't complain for what you don't have or what you wish to have or anything. It's, it's, it, this is what it is. And, and there's no space for more. And, and this character is that woman. She mm. deals with what it is. There's no space for more. Uh, she's lost so much, but this is what it is right now. And that's all it matters. And, and if today we're together and we're good, great. If we're not, what can we do right now? And that has been a lesson that has helped me through this pandemic. Like what it is that I can do right now with what I have, because I'm not gonna wish and try to reinvent a world that we don't have. It's, it's, this is what we have and we have to find light in it, peace in it and self-love in it. And, and that's what Luciana is such a master at, you know? And, and this episode, um, you know, that is so uncertain, she's laser focused on Ruben and on everything, you know, the trust, the trust factor in her has been a little bit damaged, I have to say, <laughs> but, uh, but, but it's, it's been, uh, it's been such a great journey and, and, and every episode will bring so much, it, it will bring so much out of every situation and that's exciting, but this one, it's like an investigation ID, you know, it's so much yeah. mystery. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I cannot wait for everybody to see it. And, and I'm so glad we got to, to actually talk about it because we don't always get to do that. It was, uh, you're so, right. So I'm excited that, uh, that everybody gets to hear us talk about it afterwards and, and, um, 
So, yeah. That's special. That's 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 just a special special Sarah Beth uh, teaser. <laughs> like <laughs> it's fun. All right, we are back, and uh, we're gonna jump over to my interview with Ruben Blades in just a minute. Um, we have commercials now, and uh, this time instead of having an actual commercial, I'm gonna do the commercial myself. If you've been listening to the podcast, I get to tell you all about our sponsors. So I just want to, uh, so we're going to do that real quick and then we'll jump into the interview with Ruben uh, as soon as we get done. So uh, this podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cocoa Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you are doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cocoa beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets, which is awesome. I'm a vegetarian, so that's pretty cool. For the last eight years, we've been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. Right now, the good folks at Mindful Health LLC are offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15, that's M-I-N-U-T-E-1-5, when you check out. Just go to, to Earth echofoods.com slash minute media and enter the code minute 15 and you'll get your discount. It's as simple as that. And we just want to thank uh, Earth Echo Foods for their sponsorship. It really goes a long way to making sure that we can keep this podcast on for you guys and we appreciate it. So thank you to Jeanette May and Earth Echo Foods. And now we're going to jump right over to the interview with Ruben Blattis. How are you? I'm okay. How are you, Sarah Beth? I'm doing great. It's good to see you again. Likewise, likewise. I think the last time I saw you was on set last year. That was right before yes. everything fell apart. Isn't that something? I mean, I, it's still kind of hard to believe it's been so long. I mean, we actually finished an episode this year that we started in the 19, in 2019. It's crazy. It's crazy. I was talking to Denial yesterday. And she was saying just how crazy it was to come back and be filming the lineup scene after so yeah. much time apart. And that was the first thing that you guys did. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, they're really taking care of, uh, I mean, I understand other shows have not had the same success in, 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 in reincorporating themselves to the, to the daily uh, work uh, as we have. So we, we get we get tested all the time. Everybody. I think I think that's great because it's it sounds like every and, and it's been across the board. Everybody's just been so has had such high praise for everything that's going on. So it's the good only to know. Difficulties when you film, you know, it's not that easy because of the scenarios that you know you have to. Everything takes longer now. Yeah. But you we have to, we understand it, you know, but it's it's tough on everybody and on the crew as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, knowing 
obviously I have a different perspective because I've been there, but to know how many people it takes to bring the show to life and to think of how to manage all of those people because you're not filming on sound stages, so it's not like you can just, you know, close the door and keep people out. So you're in the middle of, of a lot of different scenarios that a lot of shows don't have to deal with. Absolutely. I mean, I always wonder, I, I'm always marveled at the amount of cars that I see parked when I get to the set. You know, it's it's like it's talking about thousands of people there. It's it's a, it's a lot of people. Yeah. And like I said, they're testing everybody, so it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, thank goodness for that. And and it's nice, you know. Honestly, it's it's been so nice having this little bit of normalcy with the show back on. As, Absolutely. As intense as it is, it's been so nice to see, and and it it feels like it feels comfortable. It feels familiar. So it's it's been really nice. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for all of us, killing zombies is giving us life. I mean, you know, it's, it's um, in the middle of this pandemic, this is like a blessing to be able to work when so many people are out of work and so many people's businesses have gone down. Wow, oh, it's so true. And, you know, I wanted to, uh, I wanted, obviously, I, I want to congratulate you on your new album. Um, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Salt Swing is just, it's so great. And, and I, it's the kind of thing I want to give everybody for Christmas. It's, I know it's April, but I just want to wrap it up and give it to people for Christmas. <laughs> it's just, thank you so much. it's uh, so brilliant. But it's, it's been so neat seeing all of the cast celebrating your album. And, and every, almost everybody who's on the cast, they're all talking about it. They're dancing to it. They're, they're just so positive. And it's, it's so nice to see. I'm so well. I, we have a great group of people. I have to say, you know, I don't know how shows usually because this is my, this is only my the second time I've been involved in a show, a television show, uh, but um, this show from the beginning and this is seventh season. We've always um, been a group, and we always kept in touch with each other. Um, even Frank Delane, he had his birthday a couple of days ago. Um, even though he may be in Germany, he was still get in touch, and uh, now he's back in England. We get in touch, you know. So we all keep in touch with each other. So it's nice. It's a nice thing to have to have that connection, uh, not just the professional connection, but also the personal connection. Absolutely, and you know, getting to um, you know, to this week's episode, which is just it, it's so brilliant on so many on so many levels. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's incredible, and I think it's an important story to tell in the middle of all of this, but it really shows Salazar's journey through the show from the very uh, first moment you see him. And it, there's so many different references and, and callbacks. And it's just, it's like a tribute to him, even though it's so sad and, and hard to see. I like that at the beginning of it, it states clearly that he had a hand in, in, in creating Morgan's vision um, when he said, you know, none of this would have been possible if I hadn't done what I did. Um, because at the beginning, there was only that one moment when, when they were both together. But Salazar did a lot of the work, uh, the background work to make uh, uh, the, the town a, a reality for, for, for Morgan and for uh, everyone. But also especially the, the importance of, uh, of, of the... Of the uh, of, of creating something like what he wanted to, at one point, create for um, Ophelia and, and Grisella, you know, a place that was safe, which he failed to do. 
and yet it's it's so telling too because you know it, it after after what happened in 602 when you think you know because i i remember I, I remember telling andrew and ian how hard it was for me to watch that because i love your character so much and mm-hmm. having to you know, not knowing until the very end and and still questioning you know is this an act is this is this real <laughs> like what's what did you do to what did you do to salazar and you start to you know you really start to question it and so it but there's there's been this this kind of progression where you know i, I said to deny yesterday i said deny you're always getting covered in, in goo and grime and dirt and and poor Ruben is always being hit in the head or shot in the I, head. Oh my God. And you know what that means? That means an extra hour of makeup. That's what she said. I told him next time, you know, can you please have somebody just scream at him as opposed to like hit him with some blunt object that is going to create like the need for a scar. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, but he's been, I mean, and that was a great looking gash, by the way. Oh, yeah. It looked so good. It looked real. It certainly, it was, it's hard to look at. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Salazar is the one, I mean, I've been like, everything, I mean, I don't know what else can happen to him. I'm I'm even afraid to ask. (laughs) Yeah. But it must be fun as an actor to be able to explore so many sides of, of one character. Well, that was the thing that got me involved. You know, I wasn't, when, when Dave Erickson first approached me, I wasn't considering television work because usually it would take me away from my house for, for long periods. You know, when you get yourself involved with a TV series, you, you know, you're going to be working at least half, half of the year. Uh, Your time is going to be, um, uh, compromised. So the thing that made me consider doing it and ended up uh, convincing me of, of doing it was the fact that it was a Latino character in a television world where very few characters are Latino. And the other thing was the complexity of the character. The character had a background that was not uh, the kind of situation that you've sort of have the opportunity to explore on a television show and and um, that that fascinated me and continues to fascinate me the fact that there's so many so so much so many different elements in, in Salazar backs backstory that are still not known and that can be um, slowly introduced to the audience I think it's I think it's great and I think that you know, one of the things that's so interesting too is when you mix the the memory issues and you know the struggles that he's going through right now. He makes this comment, and and now we know that you know by the end of the episode he's talking to June. But he says we'd all lied to each other at some point, and mm-hmm. so he's in this this environment where everybody has a reason to distrust everybody else, and yet here you are trying to work together. Absolutely. Well, we had to we had to try to. To, to do that um, because we were all facing a common enemy. We don't know who the enemy is and we still don't know if the enemy is inside of us, inside of our compound. So it's practically, you know, there's, there's not just distrust, but personal dislikes uh, amongst the people that are in, um, in that meeting. But it was a necessary meeting 
And he knew that as, a, as an intelligence officer, he knows that you, you have to create allies to fight a common enemy. Otherwise, you're going to be attacked from within and from without. And, and you're going to become more vulnerable. For sure. And, I, you know, and I think, too, that the really interesting thing is that even in the middle of his of his struggles, the, the things that he does, you know, even when even sending Grace and Charlie to the caverns mistakenly, he mm-hmm. still made a decision to send Charlie. Like he was, it is the presence of right. mind was still there to send someone he cares about. You know, two people he cares about to safety, yeah. even though it wasn't really safe. But he he had enough presence of mind to say, well, "I need to get them out of here." Right. I think that's the that's the thing. You know, right now he's coming in and out of a fog where reality and uh, whatever else takes its place. Uh, inter- intermingle and uh, create a, a confusion. It's almost as if like uh, you wanted to say something and something and another sound comes out of your mouth. And and that's, I think, a result of the trauma that a trauma that has been brought about for because of his guilt about Ophelia and and um, and, and Grisella that he, he couldn't really protect them and also his effort to trying to to, to protect uh, uh, Morgan and uh, and and his vision of, of this uh, town that that could bring some form of normalcy back the kind of normalcy that he had wanted to to offer to to his own daughter so I think that that sort of uh, impact of, of, of trying to, to, to create that sort of woke up the, the pain that, that creates a fog. He likes, he had blocked it. And I think that now, but that was a block that he could open and close. Now I think that that part of his brain just opens and, and closes on its own. Right. And, and and he can't control it, which is horrible because he he's a master. Con- you know, he he likes to be on top of things. He likes to know uh, how to uh, utilize the intelligence and the information he has to to bring about uh, certain outcomes. And now he he's, he can't guarantee that. Right, which is interesting because he and Strand have this really complicated relationship, but in so many ways, they're the same person just operating with different motives. Right. But the thing with Strand, Strand is, I think, I think that within, within the many, many uh, areas where they are both alike, there's in, 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 uh, in Salazar's world, there's a sense of, order in a sense maybe because he was at one point a military you know intelligence kind of guy whereas in 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 strands motives are all about him right he just thinks about him and, and when you have that sort of scenario uh, you know he can be quite more ruthless even than than salazar salazar kills only when he needs to when it's absolutely in, in, indispensable 
Um, I think that Strand would manipulate uh, even for fun, uh, for his own personal uh, enjoyment at, at points. He, he's capable of that. That's why it was so interesting to see him so re reacting in such a an unstrand way when they were in jail and he asked him um, about, after the fact, they asked him if, if he really meant it when he talked, said about all the pain that he felt that was caused by him. And, and then and then Salazar denies him that by saying no. Um, you know, it's, they do have a very strange uh, relationship because they do see things on each other that they can recognize as their own. Definitely, definitely. And then, and you know, they they also have the, Strand has an adopted family, but Salazar knows what it's like having a family in danger. And there's, the, there, that's a complexity that Strand does and doesn't understand to some extent. No, and, and he's not, you know, and again, you know, and that's very obvious, I think, in the way that his relationship with Alicia has developed. Right. Or, or crashed. I mean, you know, for all his for all his assurances, uh, and for all his affection and and and, and uh, concern for for Alicia, and and for Madison, he's 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 failing her. He's failing her, and and then he expects somehow her to to sort of like forgive him or something or understand him and uh, and she's not buying it yeah it's the consequences they always uh, get so, you yeah 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 sooner or later they'll pay for it like he said yeah. it was so good seeing you Ruben and it... thank you so much thank you for listening to the record also appreciate it and I'm glad you liked the episode all right, we're back. And I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Ruben. He is so much fun to talk to. And he does have a brand new episode, uh, new uh, record out. Uh, it's all swing. And if you've been watching, uh, keeping an eye on social media, all of the Fear the Walking Dead cast have been celebrating his record release and they're listening to it and they're dancing to it. And it's just so cool to see how much they support each other. And in this case, I mean, he's a music legend. So it really... Um, it's just so cool that he is, you know, he's a part of this cast and that he continues to, you know, to, to be able to do his music and be on this, on the show. And so it's just, you know, again, it's just a testament to how cool this cast is and, um, you know, they just, they just continue to deliver the most amazing things. So hopefully, in fact, hopefully by now, Stephen Yoon has won an Oscar and, and hopefully, uh, Coleman Domingo is having, well, I won't say hopefully, we know Coleman Domingo is having so much fun hosting his after party. So, um, so yeah, make sure you check all of those things out and we will be back later this week with another podcast. And, uh, if you have any questions in the meantime, make sure you hit me up on Twitter at Sarah Beth Pollock, or you can also hit us up at undead walking FS. And, uh, if you haven't subscribed, please make sure that you subscribe, make sure you leave a review, send us questions and, uh, yeah. So for now, I just wanted to say thank you, everybody. Make sure you stay safe, wash your hands, and watch out for those walkers. Thanks, everybody.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.